0: Hello everybody, this is Mark Schreier again from Century 21 American Homes Real Estate out here in Syosset with Quentin Hardy, my mortgage professional, with the question of the day. Uh, Actually, this question is from Janine. Janine asked me recently, I wanna get a mortgage, I wanna buy a condo. And the question was, I'm looking up on all these fancy websites all over the internet and it says that I can afford X amount of dollars against my income, like a percentage of my income. So the question was, is that gross or is that net income? And I said, well, let me find out from a mortgage professional before I uh, throw out some numbers to you. And Quentin, can you handle that question? Sure, please? absolutely. Thank you.
1: We very frequently get that question. I get people call me all the time. So well, how much can I afford? How much can I afford? What can I be pre-approved for? And to me, I think that's the wrong question because it, it's not how much you can be pre-approved for by the bank, but how much do you really want to be pre-approved for? And sometimes that's more than you want or less than you want. But think about it this way, the bank doesn't know or care if you are putting money into your 401k or your IRA or saving for retirement. The bank doesn't know or care that you want to go on vacation and that you're going to need money for that. So when we do our calculations, we're not taking into account that your daughter is taking karate and that your husband your 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 son is in the chess club and these things cost money. We, we don't care if the last week of the month you have to eat ramen noodles because there's no money left after paying for the mortgage. <laughs> Nothing
0: against ramen noodles. Nothing I against ramen noodles. I, I like ramen
1: noodles. But my point is you don't want to ask the bank how much you can afford in your budget. You have to figure that number out. Because what the bank is going to do is we're going to figure out something called debt-to-income ratio, DTI. Basically, it's a math problem. And we're going to figure out how much can you afford based on your income. Just to use an example, 45 is a, is a good debt to income ratio on conventional programs. So, if you had, let's say, $10,000 a month income gross, then we're gonna look at 45% of that, $4,500, and we're allowed to use $4,500 to handle all of your financial obligations. Now, your financial obligations might include a car loan, student loan, boat loan, motorcycle, uh, credit card, minimum payments, uh, maybe another mortgage, investment property, whatever it might be. We're going to subtract all of those payments out of your 4500 and whatever's left
0: is what you can use for your mortgage. So that almost comes, even though it's a gross number, you're netting it yourself by doing these right. Right, Right. We're going to figure okay. that out.
1: Now, that 45%, if you have poor credit, you might not be able to get a 45% debt-to-income ratio. If you have excellent credit you might have higher than a 45% debt-to-income ratio. Or there are some programs such as FHA where we can go up to 56%. But think about that for a minute. If you're using 50%, 56% of your gross income for all of your financial obligations, that's leaving you 44% for everything else in life. After you've paid your taxes, how much do you really have left and can you live on that? That's, that's an important consideration. So you have to come to that answer on your own. But that debt-to-income ratio is basically going to be the the main determinant on on what you can or cannot afford, as far as the bank goes.
0: Great. Uh, one thing I I want to add. First of all, um, I bought a home many many years ago, um, and when I got my mortgage, we sat down with a mortgage banker, and they explained basically everything that Quentin's explaining. Um, the difference that I had is I'm very conservative when it comes to money. And you might be approved for a loan now and you might be able to get it. But then things change, you know, day to day. You might, maybe you change jobs and, uh, or you move to another area um, and somebody in the family keeps the house, but that mortgage is still current. You still, you know, have to pay that mortgage if you keep the responsibility for it. So the question comes is the the thing I'm trying to make a point of is things change. So I would say be conservative. That's what I tell my clients. But naturally, the decision is up to you. Uh, Can I make one more
1: point? Sure. One other thing is if you are self-employed or if you have other than standard regular W-2 income, make sure you're figuring out what that gross income is. For example, you as a realtor, you have some 1099 income. So if you've got 1099 income, there's your gross and then there's your adjusted gross. So if you're self-employed, you have 1099, you might make this much, but after write-offs, you make this much. The bank is only looking at this much. So sometimes I have people tell me, oh, I make, you know, I'm making $150,000 a year. He goes, well, yeah, but your tax returns say you make 50000 We have to go off of that number. So make sure you understand what your adjusted gross is. If you have a side business that is losing you money, that might impact you as well. I had a guy who was running some uh, side business where he was losing about $10,000 a year. So when we talked about his income, he told right. me what his paychecks were but he had some other income where he was actually, it was negative income. So make sure you're speaking with a professional rather than trying to figure this out on your own. Um, you might want to just do some you know, homework on your own, but eventually, yes, you are going to want to speak to somebody who can figure out your real numbers for you.
0: Okay, thanks. Uh, if you want to contact myself or Quinn, I'm going to be putting up all the information at the end of this video. And thanks again for watching.